It's your time to renew, rebuild, and restore with Rebirth Podcast. Let's go! It's what you've been waiting for. The Rebirth with your host, Shay Marriott. Let's go! And Eli Isabel. Good evening. Welcome to the Rebirth. I'm your host, Shay Marriott. And it's your boy, Eli Isabel, a.k.a. The South Got Something to Say. Happy Monday, Shay. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm well. I feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. It has been. It Where has you been, been at, though? Where you been at, though? Um, yeah. I've been making some moves, man. I'm making okay. some moves, All right. you know, doing some things. Got some things on. Yeah. Got some things popping. Big yeah, things yeah, popping. Yeah, yes. I'm excited to be back. Hello, Rebirth yes. family. How are you guys doing? It seemed like it has been a few weeks. Well, it has been. It has been a few it weeks. Has, literally. It has been a few weeks since I have been here. And I just want to say thank you for holding it down. You are welcome. I yeah. mean, hey, it's good to have you back. Thank you. And uh, we'll get be back. back to, you know, I normally schedule programming. Normally schedule programming. Regularly schedule programming. Yes. How are you? How was your Valentine's? Oh, what was boy. going on? Yeah. Oh, boy. So <laughs> I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, to God be the glory. All right. You still going to church. Because you know you? I go to church you now. You listen. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> and I'm uh, going to go with you. Okay. Yeah. You invited mm-hmm. to my church? Uh, absolutely. I know three people now. He said, my church. Look <laughs> at you done claimed it. I know three people up in there now. I'm somebody. <laughs> I know a lady over there be making the coffee. Uh, I know one of the ushers because she got the little cane. And uh, Lord then Jesus. I know, you know, know Priscilla's friend. No, she got a cane, literally. Okay. I'm not making fun of her. Okay. She moves fast, too. You'll be surprised. Just stop. I remember being stop. on the cane. Okay, all right. So anyway. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Stop. You were going good. Now right. it's going down. To God be, I'm going to go back. To God be the glory. How about we start back there? Yes. All right. No, I'm, I'm good, man. Uh, you know, I, I'm busy, you know, mm-hmm. like everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, Valentine's Day, wow, I worked. <laughs> yeah, I, we all did. I yeah, worked. pretty much. But thank goodness I had got my, I, I, I came in with flowers for, for, I got my daughter flowers in Atlanta. Aww. I got flowers for the two people in my house. Love it. So, you know, I did the thing. Love and it. and I already brought Priscilla like a gift, uh, an expensive gift, like three weeks prior to. Okay. She saw it. I was like, oh, this is great. Now I don't have to worry about Valentine's Day. Right, right. And she was like, this is not my I said, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> you ain't even let her get yeah. it out. You're just I just stop, you got to stop her when she stands sometimes. I know that's right. <laughs> so it was good. How about you? How was that's your Valentine's? Good. Yeah, well, so I work, we worked as well, but um, we did get a chance to. Um, the fiance took me out over the weekend, so we had a good time. Okay. Oh, we went to go see, um, excuse me, felt like I was going to burp there. <laughs> we went to go see um, Bob Marley movie. Oh, yes. girl. That's why she went to see Bob Marley. I was like, how you do that? No, we went to go see Bob Marley movie. Who was playing him? Who's really the guy good. that's playing Bob Marley? I don't Marley. know, but he did a good job to yeah. me. Yeah, he did a good job, and he was he was very easy on the eyes. So, oh, all right now, but um, yeah, it was really good. I think they did a really good job. 
with it, with the movie itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything so, about his Delaware roots in there? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Okay, yeah, look yeah. at the E on the map. Yeah, you, you got to go check it out. I don't want to spoil it, but um, it definitely was a really good movie. Okay. Um, It was very simple. Um, It gave you, you know, s- some idea as to what was going on and what he was facing and, you know, of course, why he had to leave Jamaica and all of that. But wow. very good movie. Hello, hello, Eileen Williams. That's my mama, y'all. Hey, hey, Miss Eileen. Thanks How for are tuning you? in. My mom actually brought me um, va- Valentine's Day balloons and a card. She's Aww, so sweet. Miss Williams. Yes, yeah. she is. Miss Williams, uh, I'll be expecting mine next year. <laughs> I ain't going to hold it against you. Shay shouldn't have said nothing. You get one give one My of your bad. kids, you got to do it for them all. <laughs> My bad. Let's keep it situated here. So I just want to um, definitely, I heard, yes. the, I heard last week while watching a show, you were in your um, drug and alcohol program. So I just yes. wanted to, you know, I'm still trying to understand why I'm the last <laughs> to know, but I definitely wanted to um, congratulate you, man. That's that's awesome. That's great. Thank you so much. Yes. And the reason you probably didn't know, you you know, you'd be taking off on Mondays. Because sometimes. you didn't tell we, me. Uh, Don't even try it. <laughs> it's been a couple of Monday nights we ain't seen you. The people were like, where's Shay? I said, well, there's no Shay. Oh, that's what they say. Okay. There, there's no but Shay. you have had some great guests holding it down. Yes, um, yes. You guys did a great job. Thank you to Corey Wilkerson, yeah. of course, always. Nelly Nelly, Nelly uh, E. Nelly E. Nelly Evans. <laughs> she goes, she changed it. We just gonna keep it as Nelly. Okay, Nelly, uh uh Monet Floyd. Yes. Uh, man, just yeah. yeah, we have been very blessed to have some great people that sit in this seat over here. Yeah, yeah, thank you. None taking your place, of course. That's right. But you know. That's right. They did what they could when they, they could did do it. Great topics as well. And tonight yes. we have a great topic for you guys. Um yeah, man. Tonight's topic is the decision. To nope. fall in love. <laughs> it's a decision. It is. Ooh, falling in love. Is it voluntary? But remaining in love is a decision. Right. Did I just completely butcher that topic? Yeah, you, you, I completely said it backwards. Cut. Start over. <laughs> it has been a couple of weeks, but okay, say the topic again. Falling in love is voluntary. Yes. But remaining in love is a decision. Yes. Wow, that's yes. Deep. Yes. So we're going to have Ooh. a great conversation on that tonight. Um, if you would like to be a part of the conversation, make sure you uh, comment in the chat. Um, yes. Shout out to everybody that is watching over social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. What's up, y'all? And Appreciate of course, ya. the self has something to say. Yes. What you got to say, man? <laughs> Hey, hey, y'all, welcome to the South Has Got Something to Say segment. Tonight, it is Black History Month, and, uh, you know, we've been kind of kind of been skipping around it a little bit. Uh, but tonight, I just want to take a, a, a few minutes that I have this time. Uh, so Saturday, I was talking to my oldest brother. So I'm going to give you some context. My oldest brother is 65. Um, and so we were talking. So every chance I, I get when I when I talk to my brother and my sister Shirley, who uh, passed away two years ago, every time I had an opportunity to have some extensive time with them to talk, I always asked a lot of questions about our family, mm-hmm. about my mother, because you know they were around 15 and 14 years before I came on this earth, so they know a lot of intel. That's what I call it. What's the intel? What what's the T? So they, they always know a lot of uh, detail, intel, things about the things that happened prior to me even getting here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know things about 
our grandparents, our great grandparents, things that, and I was always a kid that wanted to know. I wanted to know where I come from. Yeah. Um, and so we were having this conversation about just our family, our legacy, and keeping it going, and you know, turning to our elders. And then we we're kind of like, you know what? Uh, we're sort of the elders now. Mm, ain't that something? Yeah. So I do have an uncle. He's 84. And I have uh, an aunt who's 82. She lives in Kansas City. And my uncle, uh, my uncle Billy lives in Arkansas. Um, so, you know, we try to get with them. Now, my brother knows a lot of the history, so I can easily talk with him. But I was just thinking, like, as as their, when their time comes, mm-hmm. we're going to be the people that has the information about our family. And I think it's important uh, to pass this information down. And I know young people today, they don't really care about the family history, so to speak. Not all of them, but some. And I'm grateful that I have Haley who asks me a lot of questions all the time about our grandmother, about where we came from, how did I get here, like how did our family matriculate from one place to the next. Right. So I'm grateful um, I'm grateful for having her um, to be so interested in our family history. And I'm saying this to people who, like, if you don't, you, it's important to share where your parents came from, where your grandparents came from, to your children. Yeah. Even if they act like they're not interested, I mean, it's information they need to know because as one generation leaves, you know, yep. oddly and weirdly enough, I'm up next. Like, I'm the generation that's here, and I'm going to be leaving here soon. Mm-hmm. So if my brother and I don't share stories and spread them down, the information stops. And there is no more family history. No one in 30 years or 40 years can tell anybody about the Isabels because we, me and my siblings, we're all getting older. And, you know, so I just think it's important why you have the opportunity, man, share information to your children about their elders. Absolutely. Um, It's important. So it's just something to keep in mind. Um, Is that something you kind of try to share? You still have your mother, thank Mm -hmm. God, so you can go to her directly. Like, I don't have any grandparents. Mm -hmm. I don't have any parents left. So anything I get yeah. mostly comes from my older siblings, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which may or may not be accurate, <laughs> depending on what they want to share. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, um, I think it's important also because, you know, cousins and stuff, they be like dating each other and don't realize they Ooh. cousins. Right. Man, they match that. <laughs> so it is important to be able to if you have the information to be able to share it. Um Unfortunately, like I kind of didn't know a lot about my, you know, my roots and background, and I'm still like learning a lot of things, yeah. um, especially on my father's side. Um, but you know, I do think that we—I don't necessarily think we do a great job with um, connecting the dots, right? You know, in in our culture when it comes down to to family and and all of that. So. I, I think it's important that if you do have someone, like you said, my mother is still here, mm-hmm. um, to be able to really sit down and, and gain wisdom and ask questions. But my mom sometimes, <laughs> my mom is listening too. My mom would be like, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm not for sure if it right. would be accurate, but, you know, some things that she do know. But we do have mm-hmm. someone in the family, um, my cousin, Valerie. She's very, very good with tracing and connecting the dots when it comes right. down to family. Yeah. So she's definitely someone I would like to sit down mm-hmm. and um, have a conversation with and really like tap into that. But and good do for it. You. Yeah, do yeah. it. And you know what? One thing too, I I think it also helps us to understand um, like why people are the way they are. 
-hmm. Like as you get information about your mother or you get information about uh, your father or or even I give Haley information about me and how I grew up. It, yeah. it kind of help explains like why I moved the way I move. Mm -hmm. Maybe why her mother moves the way she moves. There's always context and information. And I think that we you're right. I think because there is oftentimes a lot of trauma. There's some shame. There was Absolutely. abuse. I yeah. think we tend, especially black families, yeah. we tend not to share information. And I grew mm -hmm. up in a, in an in a era of um, stay out of grown folks' business. Like, <laughs> right. you wouldn't dare ask your mother a question, even if it affected your life completely. Yeah. And it was about how you may grow up or how you may be perceived. If the adults talked about it, mm -hmm. you were not privy to that information and you wouldn't dare ask about it. Mm -hmm. So that also stops generational information from being passed down yeah because of the way we're raised yeah, yeah. you know it's either get this information you try to get this information you might get hands put on you yeah which is which is crazy right right absolutely and then like you said some of the information is shield they don't want you to know right you know certain things right so that's a good question for the uh for, for the listeners you know um you know are you do you come from a family where you guys are in contact with, you know, members across your family mm -hmm. or, you know, is it different? Are you looking? Are you searching? You know, trying to find out what your roots are. Um, a lot of people are doing ancestry. Mm -hmm. um, there's another one. I uh, can't think of the name of it. Um, that people are using. It's a, is it the African ancestry or something? It's called it's something else, but it's for for us. Trace your roots. That's what it's called? No, it's I said it traces your oh. roots. <laughs> I didn't say it was called it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so there's a lot of um, different ways that you can do that. But, that, again, that opens up a whole nother, uh, as they say, Pandora's box, right? Um, because And now, that's okay, though, Shay. I think we have to understand that that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't, like, You we, have to be ready for it, though. You do have to be ready for it. And I think had someone... See, that led to me finding out who my father was at 26. Mm. My real father, instead of me knowing, because we don't talk about those mm -hmm. things. We don't... This is what he thinks. We're going to let him think. That's not fair. No, it's not fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that we definitely need to do a better job of sharing information. And it may hurt, yeah. but it's information we need to know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So for let's, sure. you know, I'm sure all races do it to a degree. I, I'm, I'm black, so that's the only race I know. And I know we do it. Mm -hmm. And I know we've done it within my family. So mm -hmm. it's, it's time to, it's okay. If you went through a, the, the trauma, if you went through some kind of abuse, you know, Shit happens. We we fall down, we get back mm -hmm. up, but we don't hide. Like those things make us who we are sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how we build strength and character through trauma sometimes. Unfortunately, yeah. it's built that way uh, sometimes. So it's not a bad thing. So, I agree. Yeah, I shout agree. out to my sister Dorothy, who is in the hospital. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I love you. I'm going to call you later. I'll get better soon. Yeah. So, yeah, let's just stop with the secrets. Yeah. Share the information if you know it. Yeah. And the trauma that we go through, man, share that story because that's going to help. We just repeat. It's the same thing. We just repeat different things. I tell my sons that all the time. Like, it is nothing that you have experienced that I probably haven't experienced already. It just right. looks different. Right. You know? Um, but if you don't sit down and have conversation on how to get through 
you know, those challenges and those hard times, they, they're not going to know. Now, of course, they're always going to make their own decision. Right. Right. But at least I can sit there and say, yeah, you know, I know how that feels. This is what mm -hmm. happened to mm -hmm. me. This is how I handled it. Now, you choose to handle it the way you want, but at least they know that, oh, okay, I'm not the only one, you know? Yeah. So that's important. And it gives them some idea of how to handle a familiar situation. Like, if you've told them this is, I went through this, yeah, and we can talk about it, it gives them an opportunity to say, hey, you know, I remember my mom was telling me this, so mm -hmm. maybe I should be looking out for this. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yes. Sure. Good, good. The South got something to say. The South got something yeah. to say. Listen, we're going to wrap the segment, man. But listen, let's just make sure we share, we share, especially our family history, man. Again, we don't need cousins dating cousins and mm -hmm. all of that stuff right there. If you, you know, there's some, there's some great things that have happened in all of our families. We need to definitely share those things, too. It's not all trauma. Absolutely. So, yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Again, thank you guys for tuning into the rebirth. If you are just joining us, welcome. We are very excited. We have a, a great show tonight. Falling in love. <laughs> is it voluntarily? Oof. It is voluntarily, right? Do you think? Uh initially. Yeah. I think so. But remaining in love is a decision. Why are we talking about this tonight? Of course, because this is Valentine's month, right? So we're going to tackle all things relationship, love, all, all, all things of that. Love. Yeah, all things love and all of that. I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine, and I was telling her about um, <laughs> that there, you know how you had Valentine's, and now they have the Galentine's, and yes. there's also Side Chick Day. That's the 13th, right? For you to wait, no, hold I, on. I, I heard. <laughs> Pause. Because I know the date. Well, why do you know the date? I know, I know some things about Kwanzaa, but I don't celebrate it. They don't mean I don't know about it. <laughs> All right, we just anyway. gonna, we gonna move right on to the uh, to Go the ahead. topic. So, tonight. So what about to say I don't know what I was gonna say, but it's, it's all good. <laughs> See, I wasn't sure about the date. That means I don't have you know nothing that's going on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 13 or the 15th. Now nah, I'm playing. <laughs> so I think it's the 15th. Um, See, how you know? I, I think because I literally just saw it on Instagram. Why can't that be my excuse? Whatever. Well, I'd have to be questioned more <laughs> if I see it. Oh, how you know that? <laughs> so when you hear the topic, when you hear what we're talking about tonight, um, falling in love is voluntarily, but staying in love is the decision. Um... The first thing that comes to my mind is I hear people say, well, we can't help who we love or we don't choose who we love. You know, those type of, of sayings. What is your thoughts? Do you, do you believe that we do choose who we love? Or we can help who we love? I think that we oftentimes fall in love with the representative. And I think that once we find out that that's not who they are, we don't work hard enough to get out of it. So... I think it is voluntary. I mean, mm -hmm. you don't know when you meet somebody, you don't know that this person's gonna um, put you in a space where you feel like you, you know, you may be falling in love with them because of the way they're treating you, mm -hmm. the chemistry, you're vibing. And then the real person comes out. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when I think it's more of a decision mm -hmm. that you try to remain. It's like crack. This is this is a weird analogy, but I'm you, I, I and I've never relate, done crack. But go ahead. <laughs> but I've heard when you first try, you hit the pipe. You you spend the rest of your addiction trying to find that first high. Uh huh. You heard that before? 
that's what keeps people you chase it. You constantly. Chasing you're chasing high, that high. Right? Okay. And I think it's the same thing with love. When when you when you meet somebody and they touch you in a way emotionally, mentally, and physically, I guess, mm -hmm. in a way that you've never been touched and you're moved in a certain way, mm -hmm. and then things start to go left. I think sometimes we spend a lot of time chasing the beginning of that relationship. Okay. And before you know it, it's been 12, 13 years. It's been a couple of kids and you can't stand her or you can't, you know, he can't stand you. It happens. It does. It's be, was that, was that aggressive? It, 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 the way you said, you can't stand you can't her. Stand that bitch. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I'm saying, mm -hmm. that sound aggressive, didn't it? It, it, it's, it's all good though. You yeah, it. I mean yeah. it's just real though. I think we spend a, 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 a lifetime or we mm -hmm. spend 10, 12 years chasing how things were in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we don't catch it yeah. without the proper help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I agree. I agree. Um, so with that being said, um, when you're falling in love with someone or you get first of all, I, I don't, I don't necessarily. I don't think I, I believe that you fall in love. I think people fall in lust. In and the beginning? I, at the, in the beginning, yeah. I, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if it's a thing of love at first sight, right? I think that we like to think that that's what it was, but it really is more of a, 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 a lust thing, right? Now, I think that love is worked towards. It, it can, you can work on getting to that level, but do you necessarily fall in love with someone initially we like to think we are but is that really what it is right i i wanted to try to disagree with you so bad but <laughs> <laughs> seriously because I, I there's been times where i know it over my life mm -hmm. i feel like damn i you know i've known her a week i'm i think i love her and i think the issue is uh i think we dismissed the lustful part of it. Mm -hmm. um, even though that's what we're chasing because I don't know you to love you. Right. After a, for a night. Right. Or a week or two. Um, I think I think what happens is there's some kind of need that is met upon that first meeting or that first week or two. And you think, oh, I've been searching for this my whole mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. This is what I've always asked God for. We start rationalizing why we could be in love with this person. Mm -hmm. Um I've had nothing but horrible sex. I've never had a man really listen to me. And along comes, you know, Tahi. I don't know why that name came out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't even know about anybody by that name. But along came Tahid, and he's he's touching you mentally, physically, and emotionally in different places. And you think you're in love. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to disagree with you, but I guess I can't. I think it is lust. Mm -hmm. Especially for men. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe women see it differently. You tell me. Do women feel? Do, like, do, do women are women? Do women lust after men at the rate that men lust after women? You think? That's a that's I don't know. That's a difficult question. I, I don't know. Um, if women are very lustful, the people in the room just raise your hand if you I agree. Don't, I don't think so. I, no. I don't think so. I Nobody's think because claim that. <laughs> I think because the the lust comes with. So we all know that men are 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 very um, visual. Visual, mm -hmm. right? Now we you know we don't want anything bad on the eyes either. But I think we kind of go beyond the physical look. Um, now I don't know about this generation today. What about initially though? But I think I, that's no, all I, you got. I, right. I said that initially 
you know, you want something that's kind on the okay, eyes, all right? All right, right? Sorry. Yeah. But also, I put it. I'm gonna put this out there. You can look at a man, and he might not be attractive, but the way he dresses and his swag makes him attractive. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it may not even necessarily be the aesthetics of him, but right. just how he carries himself, his swag, you know, um, even the being able to be in a conversation and you find that this brother is intelligent yeah. and he can hold a good conversation, it, that draws you in, right? Um, but so you can overlook aesthetics based upon those factors. Yeah. Well, if that front tooth right here is not there, but you he's intelligent <laughs> as a mofo. <laughs> His swag is crazy. He just got that little tooth missing, and then spit flies out of it periodically. But he's saying in t- intellectual things. You can you rock with that? I'm just asking. It can question. be fixed. It can be fixed. But was, but can you move beyond that first it's meeting? Go- it will be challenging. Okay, I'm not gonna sit here and lie. That would be very challenging. But that is something that is fixable. And again, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a woman of a certain age, right? So I can kind of I, I look beyond some. You yeah, work around the tooth. Yeah, I look beyond some of the things that, you know, maybe people look at as being like, this This absolutely has to be in place. This has to happen. I'm going to say a front missing tooth has to absolutely be in place. <laughs> now, we can, I'm not going to, now, if you take it out when you lay down, because it's can. a parcel, that's one thing, but you're not meeting me. We, we're not meeting at the bar, and we're going to continue this conversation, and it's spit flying out absolutely. right here out of that missing a- tooth. Absolutely. It's, it's tapping you know, me right here. You know it's fixable. That's my camera right here. No. Oh my gosh. Anyway, Eli. Let's, sorry, all right, sorry. Let's, let's kind of take it back to what love what what what's the definition of, you know, being in love, you know, or love is a romantic, right? But you can love someone it could be considered to be platonic. Mm-hmm. Right? So we still have these conversations about love versus being in love versus being infatuated, you know, versus being, you know, in lust and all of these things. Um, I think it's important to be able to identify what it is that you're feeling. And I think a lot of times we are infatuated or we are, you know, lusting and we don't really necessarily, um, we can't really we will say that we're in love but i don't i don't really think that's the case i think that's something that grows over time it, it grows over time so the beginning of it feels so good mm-hmm. right because it's new it's fresh we on the phone hours at a time and i get we get the good morning texas and the good night texas <laughs> and uh, you know it's exciting right? right and then it starts to become Excuse me. It starts to become a thing where you, oh, I can see myself with this person or this person makes me feel this way. Um, but then eventually over time, over time, we stop investing the time that it takes to feel those butterflies. Mm. Right. We start taking um, our, our partners for granted. Right. Right. Um, the good morning texts are not every day now, you know. It's, um, oh, I, I was going to hit you. I was busy. Or, you know, um, the consistency is not there anymore, right? Um, we start putting people and things in front of the time that we usually would take with our partner. You know, that starts to die down. Now, let not, let's not mention when the kids and the finances and mm-hmm. the responsibility, all of that starts to come into place. That now, this is where we where the love is. <laughs> yeah. Because beyond all of that, 
you have to make a decision every day to still choose that person. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I think once, like once the the new car smell of this relationship wears <laughs> off, that's what it is. Crack, you know how when you first, smells, like you, you know how you first get that twenty twenty four, you you watching that Joker every week. You got the inside right, clean. You're right. Uh, by mid twenty twenty five, it's French fries in the back seat on the floor. You ain't washed it in a three, mm-hmm. four months. Mm-hmm. So as we're maintaining anything, there takes work. But when, like you just kind of mentioned, when real life kicks in, that's where the work begins. And I think that we, I think that most of us, especially we're love starved, for lack of a better phrase. We go into a relationship, we're so thirsty to be loved and want to be loved and want to be married, especially if we're a certain yeah. age. Yeah. Oh, God, there's an opportunity to get married. Like, we don't even think about, like, after the wedding after mm-hmm. the I do's like yep. now you bringing these kids together yep. you're a certain age most most of us got kids already so now we're bringing these children together we ain't even thought nothing about that we just thought about our needs and what we wanted yeah and I think it's easy at that point for you to kind of like the good morning text or mm-hmm. to call them at work to say hey babe or sending that picture like hey this is gonna be waiting for you when you get home from work mm-hmm. that doesn't happen once you're well into the marriage yeah those things end <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so, I, I don't know. It, it's it's weird how life itself dictates for most of, for a lot of people. Life itself dictates the the, the state of your relationship, mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy. I I so this this I'm trying to say I can say it without saying. I, okay, so I I know a, I know a kid I work with. I'm gonna use past tense. A kid I work with. His mom met uh, a guy she knew from college. They mm-hmm. reconnected. 20 years later. So he moves to the city she lives into. Uh, three weeks in, she, she had a stroke. Oh, wow. Yeah, she had a stroke. This is a real story. She had a stroke. So now everybody's waiting to see, because he didn't, you know, for lack of a better phrase, he didn't sign up for this. Yeah. So now he's there taking care of her two children. Um, Wait a minute, are they married? They are not. She, okay. she had a stroke three weeks after he moved to her city. Got you, got you. You know okay. what I'm saying? They was they they ran back into each other. They've been talking for months. They mm-hmm. oh, we want to be together. I remember back at on the yard down at you know wherever Fayetteville State in '95, and here we are. Mm-hmm. And three weeks in, she has a stroke, which is and she you know she's dealing with that. So his her parents are waiting for him to bounce because mm-hmm. we're talking three weeks in, and now I have to. So that's where. It was lust mm-hmm. coming in. What does he do now? Because the whole relationship, the whole everything has changed completely yeah. because of her medical situation. Yeah. Now she's gonna have to do rehab. She doesn't talk the same anymore. Mm-hmm. She doesn't look the same anymore. And he moved up here on some ah my baby from freshman year ninety five. Mm-hmm. And now here we are in a whole new thing. Uh like that's where you need to be in love mm. because love I, I'm just thinking like her father said he don't think lust is going to keep him there you know what I'm saying so he can love this woman but I don't think love is going to keep him there either and and I think that's the whole point of our topic tonight is even if you love someone it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to be with them. Okay? You literally have to make a, de- a decision mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. 
that this is the person that I choose over and over and over again, right? No matter what. But if you choose not to do that, it doesn't mean that you don't love the person. It just means that, like you said, this is not something that I'm willing to negotiate or I've signed up for. Right. Now, they're not married. They're it's different. Not, no, no, no. It's different if they were married. Right? Of course. Yeah. Um, but, but even still. Like, yeah. You got to look a little slimy. You dipping back up out of here now. Mm-hmm. When she needs you the most. Yeah. 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 Like that's so you know yeah I don't I don't know I, I, I I'm saying her father's hand the lust that led him up here is not gonna keep him here mm-hmm. and I don't even know like you said well love keep him here it's mm-hmm. too early in the game for me to be like oh man I gotta hold this mm-hmm. whole thing down mm-hmm. some kids that I'm just meeting it's 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 a lot it's a lot and and you really have and depending on the, their age and all of that you really don't know. Like do mid forties. When you look at life, it's like, well, do I want to spend? Is this how I envision the rest of my life? Right. You know, and if that person didn't envision their life to look like that, which I'm sure he didn't, nobody right. would have, you know, imagined that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. The reality is, he has a freedom of choice. He can choose something different for himself. You know, regardless, rather he's in love or he is he dirty. Is, is he wrong for that? Um, I, I'm going to say no, that he's not wrong for that. Okay. I'm not, because here's the thing. If you're trying to stay somewhere that you really don't want to be, you're not going to be no good to that person. And you're going to end up resenting that person because mm. you're going to feel like I'm only here because I feel like I have to be here. And, you know, you feel sorry and you don't, you know, like you said, like all people going to look at me slimy if I leave yeah. now. But if the reality is, it's like, I do love you, but I'm not willing to take on the responsibility of having yeah. to take care of you and all that comes along with that, then I'd rather for you to be upfront with me and tell me that versus staying somewhere that you don't really want to be. I guess, big picture, I'm thinking from a perspective of, say that was my sister. Mm-hmm. And this Joker has now moved into her home, and he is, you know, he's trying to fulfill the role of father. He's helping her, your bills, you know, he's gotten a job, and now this happens. And where is your loyalty to my sister? Granted, you mm-hmm. didn't sign up for this, but if that same thing happened to you, you would be expecting her to take care of you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm speaking from a probably a married perspective too. Absolutely, I think marriage is different. If you're if you're married to the person, when you say, "Well, you didn't sign up for this," well, yes, you did, because in marriage it clearly says, "For better or worse," right? <laughs> <laughs> so you did sign up for it. <laughs> but um, I, I just do I do think that people tend to get into situations blindly, and they they're stuck on what their feelings are in that mm-hmm. moment, and not really really looking at things and say okay you know if this was to happen do i still see myself with this person you know what i'm saying really having those honest conversations with yourself because life is life be life in out here life is going to happen and those are conversations we never have right because we just don't we don't foresee health Mm -hmm. issues Mm -hmm. um yeah i i that's that's tough Mm -hmm. and and that's why if i become single i'm gonna give me another old person because I won't be counting on no 28-year-old girl to help me out if I had a stroke. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're we gonna have to be aligned in mm -hmm. that way to we're the same age group. Because mm -hmm. I think about when I had my surgery, mm -hmm. the things that, that I needed, yeah, I don't think no young modern uh Instagram woman would be doing any of those things for me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh hell no, Playboy, you gotta you gotta call your sister. <laughs> right. Well, or or listen, so. if you got the bag, then they're gonna be there to take care of you as long as you got the bag. Cause that's the you know that's the time. And the frame bag will be calling right in now. <laughs> help a nurse to help him, not them still not right. doing it. Right, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So let me ask you: You've been married for how long? Nineteen years. Nineteen years, right? So, um, nineteen years. You know, you still choose your wife every day. You still choose your wife every day, right? And I don't think necessarily that people. You may, maybe you don't realize or you really take that into consideration that every day I wake up, I still choose right. Priscilla. I still choose her. Regardless of what you guys go through, I still choose her. I still choose her. She still choose you. It's when you stop choosing. Right. It's when you stop choosing and you start focusing on, you know, what's not happening, what's not going well, and not understanding that you can take that same situation and put it in the hands of somebody you just met give it enough time, you're going to be dealing with some of the same challenges. That is true, because everybody's coming with something. Everybody's coming with something, right? But it feels when you are, and this is this is how I feel affairs happen, and this is why people cheat. I feel like it's an, people want to escape their reality. Mm. And when you are with someone that you, you guys don't have the same responsibilities, you know, you don't have kids involved. You're a good time. You're yeah. you're my you're my escape, mm -hmm. right? You're my vacation. I can check out and just have fun and not really think about, you know, the responsibilities, right? We need to keep having those type of moments with the person that we're with, right? Instead of looking outside of that to try to fulfill that, because again, like I said. You can take that same person and mm -hmm. then you guys start getting responsibilities together and you're going to feel the same way that you do in the relationship Absolutely. that you have. Absolutely. I think that most of us don't want to work, so it's easier to explore and have those things elsewhere. Mm -hmm. um, and again, when you have a lack of communication and, it, and, it's, and, it's, and it's bad most of the time. Mm-hmm. Not sometimes, not here and there, but when a relationship is struggling and it's bad most of the time, I think it's easier to go there. Yeah. Um, because everything, everything always looks better. That grass always looks greener over there. Absolutely. I, I saw this thing that says, "Yeah, you think the grass looks green over there, but it, it, it's effed up over here because of you. So you are gonna come over there and eff up that grass." Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's us. Sometimes it us. It, yeah, it, it ain't you, you right. know the grass ain't green over here because of me. You're right. So you're absolutely right. Now there are times where things happen, and you should cheat. No, oh, not that you should cheat. To, I was trying to help you out. I thought that's where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> there are times where things happen where you walk into a situation, and again, like you said, the representative, a person presents themselves as being this, and, and their belief is this. But once they feel that they have you locked in, all of a sudden now things are changing. The work stops. Right. The work stops. The, the person that I thought I was falling in love with, that is actually not who you are. So the real person actually peaks. Mm -hmm. So do you continue to decide 
to me to be in that. That's not who you really fell in love with. Right, right. I, I think for comfort's sake, for knowing what you have mm-hmm. and, and not wanting to get out here in this world, in this dating world today, is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think because of, of a certain level of comfort, um, I think people just rock out sometimes. And one thing I know, and I've never I've never spoken to anybody who died and came back and said, yo, uh, you're going to get a second chance. So mm-hmm. there's one crack at this thing called life, and I don't want to spend it miserable. Mm-hmm. I can deal with because life happens, and, and you're going to have ups and downs. But if I'm at a point where I'm just miserable, I cannot stay. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I, I totally agree. Um, There's no do-overs as far as I know yeah. with life. So yeah. why would we – I don't think we should subject ourselves to that. When, that. when that real person shows up and he's not who he presented to be mm-hmm. in the beginning or she. Let me just stop putting on men all the time. Yeah. When when that real person shows up and she's not who she presented to be. Yeah. I think, fellas, I think we don't – I think a lot of times we don't – we'll just cheat instead of getting out of that situation. And, and, why and men is are that? miserable too sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I'll give you several reasons. Um, child support, alimony. It's, it, there's an old blue song by Johnny Taylor. It says it's cheaper to keep her. It's cheaper to keep her. It's okay. cheaper to keep her. That's a real mm-hmm. thing. So, you know, it <laughs> it costs you $100 to get a marriage license and get married, but it costs you thousands to, to get out of that situation. Mm. Sometimes your house, your mm-hmm. cars. So some people will <laughs> just stay in a situation and and be content with being miserable. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 a sucky way to go about it. Do you feel that? Um, <clears throat> what is your thoughts about people being? Do you feel that we should when we love and we're in a relationship that we always love on the same level? Or do you feel that there's levels of that? Right. Yep. I, I think it's rare that we're. I think it's rare because we're we're di- we're different people. Even though mm-hmm. we're in this union together, I think it's rare that we're always loving on the same level at the right. same time. I, I mean, I mean, rare. Mm-hmm. Maybe other than the very beginning, mm-hmm. in that lust, I, I think I love them phase. Yeah. But once you get going, I think that of course love ebbs and flows. Sometimes you're ebbing, she's flowing, mm-hmm. vice versa. Um, but that's where the conversation has to come in. And I think that a lot of us, we don't do a good enough job of communicating with our partner what our needs are. And then sometimes we have people, you're able to communicate with your partner what your needs are and they don't receive it. They don't, they don't, they don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you, I, yeah, yeah, for sure. Get on in there and fry this fish. (laughs) That sounds like that's me talking, but it's not. Get on in there and fry that fish. Let me find out. <laughs> nah, but I'm just saying, like, sometimes people just don't receive what you're trying to get across to them. Yeah. And that's men and women. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think there, there, are, there are different levels of love. Like you said, I don't feel that we are always on the same level. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay. Yep. And I don't necessarily think that it has to do, it always has to do with your your uh, partner not doing something because it may not have anything to do with your partner. It may have everything to do with where you are in your life, right? right. So um, I think self-love, self-love is a big component. If you don't love yourself and you're not invested in yourself, mm-hmm. you can't possibly give that to somebody else right. if you can't even give that to yourself. 
So I think a lot of us have to check that. We got to tap into, do we actually really love ourselves and where we are in our lives? Because our relationships could be suffering because of the lack of love that we have for ourselves, right? So then the other piece of that is, how can I even tell you how to love me if I don't love me? Right. How can I even tell you if something feels good or something makes me happy when I don't even have the ability of doing those things for myself? Right? Agree. So that's that's very, very important. And I also think with, and you're right, self-love, it, it all starts there. Mm -hmm. That's with relationships. That's just with, you have to love you first. Mm -hmm. And I think a, a, the reason a lot of people don't explore, like, how to love themselves and how to understand what they need is because in order to do that and to um develop that self-love sometimes you have to go down a path to kind of retrace where you came from and what was responsible for you not thinking highly of yourself or not mm -hmm. thinking that you deserve better mm -hmm. and a lot of times i don't think we want to go down that path because it's too painful yeah so that stops us from loving ourselves because i don't care what you say you have to in order to move forward some you, you we you have to revisit or go back to what put you in that place in the first place mm -hmm. you cannot just sweep that stuff under the rug which we tend to do a lot in our community and we move forward mm -hmm. it, you're never going to be fulfilled it's never going to be no matter what a man or a woman does for you if you don't love yourself it, they, they can never do enough yeah they can never do enough to make you happy so it has to start 100 agree it has to start with you and without that you asked out yeah for sure yeah so Again, the, the topic that we're talking about, um, love is voluntarily, but staying, remaining in love, remaining is, in love a is, a, is a decision. Um, I, I, I don't know. I kind of also feel, too, from a diff different perspective that is it? Is it violent voluntarily? Or do you think sometimes people we get into these relationships slash marriages because this is what we're supposed to do, right? This is this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to grow up. And we, we've had these conversations, yeah. right? How we're supposed to grow up, we're supposed to get married from a female, you know, females, we're supposed to get married, have children, you know, all of that. This mm -hmm. is what we're supposed to do. This is what society says we're supposed to do. Where, you know, if you're going by that, then perhaps you 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 are in a situation that you really don't no. love the person, but you did it because this is what I'm supposed to do. And I'm supposed to do it by a certain age, right? Because now I gotta have a child and I gotta have that child by a certain well, age. Well, you got pregnant first. You definitely you gotta get married right, now. Exactly, right? Yeah. So when you're in those type of situations, can you still make a decision every day to choose that person? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you'd be What if you hostage. never loved them in the beginning? <laughs> right, right. It's it's more of a business arrangement, right? And mm. you have you have relationships that are business arrangements. Yeah. I'm with this person because I've known them for so long. Right. Or this person is like my best friend. Well, they're your best friend, but they're not your romantic partner. So right. the romance part of that is missing. Right? <sighs> Absolutely. Speak on it, E. Come on. <laughs> what the South got to say? Hey, I <laughs> I think that, of course, it happens all the time. I think that people uh, are with people for financial gains. Mm -hmm. um, and people are willing, you know, I, just, just, just and, and I always heart back to this, but I'm going to give Jay-Z a break tonight. Let's let's use, let's say Dennis Rodman, right? For example. <laughs> just, just, just flow with me. 
Do y'all even um, know who Dennis Rodman is? It's been a long time since he's been around. Go okay, ahead. Dennis Rodman <laughs> is a former basketball player for the Chicago Bulls. Probably one of the top five ugliest men in the world. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, Lord. And, and I'm going to say allegedly for the sake of if anybody try to come after me. Um, however, Google him, uh, Jen. Disclaimer. Dennis Rodman. Um, so Dennis Rodman has dated some of the most beautiful he women has. in the world. And we know for a fact, people do things for different reasons. We know for a fact that Dennis Rodman could not have dated uh, Paul Abdul, Carmen Electra, mm. all these different, you know, women, if he wasn't in the position he was in within the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, so I imagine the other celebrity women get with him. There's a sense of security. They don't have to worry about their money. He has his own money. Mm-hmm. There's, there's different reasons. It's not that they look at him and be like, oh, God, he's beautiful. That's not what's happening. Um... And I don't know what kind of personality he has, but the fact that when a man has money, his personality, his physical, all the money trumps all of those things. Mm-hmm. Hands, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Mm-hmm. If Jay-Z wasn't a rapper, he wasn't a billionaire, he wasn't who he was when she met him, he wouldn't have had a chance in it. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep it funky. Um, and I hear women say, and I've heard women say, oh, no, Jay's handsome. Yeah, Jay ha- was worth a billion dollars. He is handsome. Shit, he look good to me. He worth a billion dollars. <laughs> But we know if Jay-Z earned $40,000 a year, he gets no Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. So yeah. people jump into situations for various reasons. Some mm-hmm. of them are financial. It's security. If, you, if you've grown up poor your whole life, and here's a man that makes 100 k a year, that's like a million dollars to you. Mm-hmm. And you live in a nice house in a nice neighborhood or whatever, shit, he can do what he want to do. Because mm-hmm. you will no longer live the way you grew up. And some people are content with that. Yeah. Um... Yeah. So is it about love? Is it about the lust? Absolutely not. It's about security. Mm-hmm. Uh, people jump into situations to um, to have an easier life, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Hove and Dennis Rodman. You know he's one of my favorite rappers. <laughs> Who, Jay? <laughs> yeah, he is. No, he is. And, yep. and maybe I said Dennis Rodman is in the top five of ugliest men in the world. <laughs> I, I might have left Jay out of here. <laughs> Jay, Jay four behind. Oh gosh. He is a dope rapper, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. But I think too, Jay has swag with him. So again, he's one of those guys, his swag when it comes down to and that's not something that you will see as a man necessarily. But I think some ladies, some I'll say some, because you know, he might not be the most attractive person. But his swag and his conversation and his intelligence he's very intelligent and you know he is all of those things though that again sometimes trumps the physical for women sometimes okay so Not, question yeah question. for yeah question what? Uh, you're at oath 84 is what you're at oath 84 on, oh, okay. on king uh, street french street king street and you know jay's a teller of citizens bank he comes in with all that swag Everything that comes with Jay-Z. And he looks the way he looks, but he works at Citizens Bank. And he steps to you. With the big oh, wick dreadlocks, the, the the Kodak Black don't even wear them no, no more. No, see, I don't, even, comes I don't like those. He I comes like to you it. and all this, but the swag. Yeah. He got to start rapping now. He's, in, he's intelligent. <laughs> he's he got to say, the, I do say so myself. <laughs> so then I'm calling BS on what you said then. I'm calling BS on the swag argument saying. and the intelligence I said some. I didn't say 
I just said some. Anyway, let's go to our comments. <laughs> Shout out to everybody that is in the conversation. Shout out to Priscilla. <laughs> What's up, Levante? So Jen says, what about arranged marriages? That's a good question. Yeah. Because how does this factor in when it comes down to arranged marriages? Arranged marriages, you don't. I mean, they're arranged. You don't love the person. You're not walking in unloved, but they're arranged for a reason, mm -hmm. right? Those families connect people because this is a business transaction <laughs> and they know that you come from good, good stop. Good stop. Mm -hmm. And together, this is what it's going to look like. So you guys have to grow in love, right? Right. That, I mean, that's a cultural thing, too. You, mm -hmm. If you grew up in a certain culture, then you already know that this is going to mm -hmm. happen. You resigned in your mind that, yeah, my parents are going to find my husband or my wife. Mm -hmm. So it's nothing that you, 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 there's no pushback, very little. I, I'm, I'm wondering if, if people like, I know Middle Eastern people and I know some African, uh, you know, they still arrange marriages like mm -hmm. the old way. I wonder if the kids today are pushing back on that now. You know what I'm saying? Because mm, that question. that that's sort of like the the old way of doing things. I'm sure it still happens, but so okay. So I I don't know this. I don't know this family personally, but I know of a family. I put it that way, mm -hmm. where um, I I believe I think it's Pakistan. Okay, is where they are originally from, but the daughter is. Um, she was born here mm. and she, she, did she get pregnant? Yeah, she got pregnant first. She, yeah, she's not married. She got pregnant. Oh wow. And the father absolutely, absolutely is just like over it. He doesn't talk to the grandbaby, doesn't acknowledge the grandbaby and the grandbaby is a girl. So mm. again, this is a cultural thing. So her issue is we're in America. I'm American. And you're trying to make me abide by the culture and what that looks like in Pakistan, but we're in we're in America. Right. right? I think she's twenty or nineteen or twenty years old. Wow. So um, Do they arrange them that early though? Yeah. Yeah. It depends on what you have um some cultures where they arrange weddings at sixteen. That's insane. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, you know, but again, like, okay, you're, yeah, so I do believe it, it still happens. Absolutely. And it still happens even here in America because yeah. just because they're here doesn't mean they still don't practice their culture or their beliefs, their value systems, you right. know? Yeah. So wow. it, it definitely happens. Can you imagine if your mom said, Hey, you're marrying this person right here at 21 and you've never mm -hmm. seen this dude yet. Well, you knew him, you grew up with him, but you didn't know that that plot was being plotted, that you're marrying Tyrone from New Street. <laughs> What's the street in Violin? What's the popular street in Violin? Landis Avenue. Okay, Landis Avenue. Tyrone from Landis Avenue. <laughs> Can you imagine that? He pop up and there's a wedding being planned. Yeah. I think of coming to America yeah. when I think about that. Right, right, right. That's yeah. Good. I mean, that got to be a scary situation. Um, so Jen says, if we're talking about arranged mar marriages, then the, that makes love a decision, right? Mm, that is true. So, but it doesn't necessarily eventually. mean, right. I was going to say, it doesn't necessarily mean that you will quickly fall in love with that person. But I think that, but it goes back to what I just, I said originally, let's take arranged marriages off the table. 
and just getting to know someone and you're infatuating you're you know and it's just like okay now the proposal right and it's yes i will marry you <laughs> and now it's like okay the real work starts after mm -hmm. you say i do but th again this is why you have to prepare to be a husband and to prepare to be a wife and not right. just do that after the vows are taken it's too late you just don't all yeah. of a sudden as soon as you say i do you know how to be a wife Right. you know how to be a husband if that is the end game if that is what you want to do then you have to start preparing yourself now you have to you have to start walking as that now i don't think most of us have we don't know that i think nobody's I think talking about millions it of people exactly. get married every exactly. week a year and that's never a discussion exactly why why is that not especially with the rate of divorce yeah why are we not having those discussions I think it's societal pressure. It's family pressure. It's different things depending on what your value system is or the value system that you were raised in. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, people out here getting married on some craziness. Mm -hmm. um, that, like you say, getting pregnant. If you come from a certain, you know, cultural background or a certain value system, you get married before that baby gets here. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just what it's going to be. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That that's 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 tough. But if we're if we're um, looking at just, you know, a regular relationship where there is love, we know that there is love there, but there may be some challenges, right? Mm -hmm. Like we said earlier, life be life and sometimes. So you're always going to have some type of challenge in any relationship. Mm -hmm. It's really what you, what is it that you got baggage? I got baggage. It's really about who, what kind of baggage you willing to carry. Some mm. baggage I'm just not willing to carry at the age <laughs> that I'm in. I'm just not i've been there done that i'm just some things it's just like yeah. nah i'm good right and i will i will say that nah i'm good this ain't gonna work for me that's my favorite line. this ain't gonna work for me <laughs> <laughs> i'll say that quick but if you are in a relationship and it's a healthy relationship right right then you still have to make a decision every day to love that person and to to be in that that relationship every day you have to make a decision every single day you have to choose to be with that person do you watch this show called nanny day fiance i've seen it a couple of times yeah these so these people you know they meet and then they'll come to that person's country the man or the woman to go mm -hmm. either way and so they are together for they have 90 days i think the visas for like 90 days so you have this amount of time to decide if you're gonna get married mm -hmm. and i'll just be looking at these people like and some of these people get married and then afterwards it's a mess mm -hmm. it is a love after lockup they come home it's a mess mm -hmm. like I, I watch all these shows and this entertain these are my guilty pleasures um, especially love after lockup. Like mm -hmm. I just don't like this is on like on season seven or eight. Y'all ain't watched none of them previous seasons. You just want to be on TV. Like right. it's rare that right. a couple on love after lockup makes it. You take a dude or a woman that's coming home. I'm gonna say specifically a man. He ain't been out here in the world for 10, 12 years. Mm -hmm. He's trying to spread it around off the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're gonna get it first because. Of course. Yeah. But uh, but like, how do you think he's ready to? He's been he's been confined. Now he's gonna be confined within a relationship. Right. Right. After exactly. being confined. Exactly. Like, you were his entertainment. 
you, you were you were his reason to get through each day and mm-hmm. not shank somebody or end up getting shanked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like you were his, you know, his escape. And then once he is actually out or she is out because women, they, yeah. they, you know, they do it too. Once they're out, it's just like, oh, you know, thank you for getting me through that, that hard time. Right. You know, now I got to, you know, so, but why do you think it's like within a three month period of time, like 90 day fiance, um, love and locked up, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. It's in within a three month time. But if you think about people, when we meet someone, those first three months, we're locked in. Yeah. We're those, locked in. Those are the best. Seems like it. Right? This is where, you know, oh, I can see myself here with you and all this other stuff. <laughs> that's the voice. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> like all of this, right? Those three months. But again, this is why you should date every season. Fall, spring, mm-hmm. winter, summer, because you, you just don't know what might change. You don't know if this is the person, the same person in the winter, is it going to be the same person yeah. in the summer? Yeah. Right? So, yeah, you have to make the decision every day, everybody. If you are in some loving relationships and it's a healthy one, make sure that you make the decision each day to be in that relationship. If you love them. Right. If you right. feel that it's worth being there and worth you know, fixing and work and understand that there's always going to be problems, right? No relationship is perfect. And even the perfect relationship is not perfect. And, and I'm going to say real quick, I know we, we're going to wrap. Um, even in the midst of those problems, it's, it's still important to stay locked in. Mm-hmm. Like if that means you need to go downstairs for a bit or you go upstairs, whatever that looks like, you still have to remain locked in because you know, the, the more you separate it, the easier it is to stay separated. Absolutely. So just kind of, you still have to have that communication. I just stand on the communication piece. Yeah. Yeah. Want to ask answer a quick question. Um, question was, so does it mean you're not choosing love if you don't get married? Absolutely not. Marriage is not for everybody. And just because you're in love or you love someone doesn't mean that you need to be married. Married, being married is... Um, it's 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 awesome it's great it's amazing but it's work relationships are work but you don't necessarily need to be married to someone because you love them right and and some people they're lifelong partners and they're not they're not married right so that's really up to you as an individual what works for you. Some people don't want to get into marriage because they've seen so many failed marriages. So some people are afraid to do it, right? But it doesn't mean that they don't love their their um, partner, right. right? So, wow. Well, we can talk about this on and on, but <laughs> it is time to wrap up tonight. Um, just want to shout out a couple of people again. Thank you, Corey, for um, tuning in. Thank you, Levante, Priscilla. Thank you, my mom. She tuned in tonight. Who you got on your side? Uh, my sister. I don't know why I don't get all of the stuff you get. I have all no right. comments. Nelly, what up, Nelly? No one talks to me. Thank you, Dorothy. Again, feel better. Get better soon. And um, again, as always, Jen, thank you for your information and your feedback. Corey says, your relationship is yours. Everyone's different. Fall in love with what works for you. Nicely said. Absolutely. The thinker. The thinker. Absolutely. Guys, it's been great being back tonight. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. 
Um, we have so many exciting conversations coming up um, here in 2024. So make sure that you follow us on all social media at Rebirth You Podcast. And wherever you get your podcasts, we are available on all podcast platforms. So wherever you get your podcast, you can find us at Rebirth Podcast. Anything from you? Nah, man. God bless y'all. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning yeah. in. We'll see you next Monday at 7 p.m. Until then, have a blessed night. Peace. <laughs>